On day 21, Justice for Palestine Mianjin called for a commemoration in Radcliffe Place in Brisbane to commemorate lives lost during the genocide by Israel on the Palestinian people in Gaza and in the West Bank, the occupied territories. This must stop. There was a die-in where people lay on the ground and images of them were marked out in chalk to leave an indelible mark of why people were calling for a ceasefire now. Let's go to the vigil and listen to what the people have to say. Level two at six o'clock to bring together anyone who wants to organize and campaign uh, around Palestine now and into the future. On Sunday, November 5th, uh, hopefully it will be a large mobilisation. But as you've seen all around the world, essentially we have the street, but they have the power. We have to shift that. And the best way we can do that is to coming together in our thousands. We had last week, and I've been at this for a long time, we had last week. I've been to just about every rally that we've had here, the largest mobilisation for Palestine that's ever occurred in this city. So November 5th should be even larger. It's a Sunday. We are going to assemble down in Queen's Park. And after the Justice for Palestine organising meetings, we'll get back to you with some information about the course of that event, who's speaking and what we plan to do. And finally, in the calendar on November 7th, and this might already be sold out possibly, uh, but we have a very important speaker coming to Brisbane for a Black Palestine Solidarity event. Uh, at the State Library. So if you want to hear Angela Davis, um, and I, I've, I've tried to convince the organisers that they need a bigger venue, so maybe if people get on, and if you don't get a ticket, tell them to move it to a bigger venue. Uh, we will try do that because um, anyone who knows, she's an important voice, uh, not just for the liber liberation struggle of black people in the United States, but she's a very important voice for Palestine as well. And there's a range of other excellent speakers at that, at that event, and that's Tuesday, November 7th at the State Library. Uh, finally, uh, we have the Justice for Palestine stall over here. Social media at the moment is a little bit unreliable. Uh, some of you may have seen some of the interesting events that are occurring for organisations around the world who are acting in support, in support where suddenly Twitter accounts that used to have 400,000 followers somehow ended up having 400 and accounts that have been cancelled like the Eye on Palestine Instagram account that had 4 million followers that was, uh, was taken down uh, by Instagram a few days ago. There's an Eye on Palestine too now. But social media is a little bit unreliable, so I just encourage you, if you can, to put your name down on the email list, because that's at least something we can control um, and communicate with people. We don't send out a lot of messages, but we send out notifications for, essentially for events only. Finally, um, we have some resources that we've built up over the last couple of years, but if you want to support us, and allow us to do things like access these sound systems, although the screen is donated. Um, and I'd like to thank the office of Trina Massey 
uh, in Woolloongabba for access to the stream. Um, although we have that, we do need access to resources. Coincidentally, in the last week, the National Australia Bank sent out an urgent alert to the Justice for Palestine account that uh, they were going to close the account on November 2nd uh, unless we fulfilled a whole range of identity checks and obligations over the last few days. So um, we need financial support to, to keep this stuff happening and uh, unfortunately this is probably going to be a fairly long struggle. So as I said, dig deep, come out as often and as every time you can, support the organisation, support us on Wednesday, support us on tomorrow, support us the Sunday after, and don't miss the event at the State Library. Thank you. the traditional honours of the land on which we gather tonight and I pay my respects for the elders past, present and emerging. I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. It always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Tonight we gather to, be, to pay our respects and to honour the Palestinian lives that were lost, that were killed in the past few weeks by Israelis in its war on Gaza. So before we begin, let's all have a moment of silence to honour these souls. So the pictures on the screen that you're seeing, these are some of the people who lost their lives, who were slaughtered by Israeli machine over the past 20 days. Over 7,000 Palestinians were killed. 3,000 of them are children. Just in 20 days, Israel has dropped bombs that are an equivalent of the nuclear bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima in Japan in 1945. Over 7,000 Palestinian lives were killed. And now, there are about 1,900 people waiting under the rubble. People from the ground on Gaza, they say they hear them. They hear the screams. They hear them scream and they try. They try to help them with their bare hands. They try and try. And the, scream, the screams keep going on until they disappear. Until there is no more screams. And still, no ceasefire. No calls for ceasefire. I heard our foreign minister calling for a pause, a pause, 
Are we watching a movie? Or playing a game? Applause for what? So some a fraction of the humanitarian aid can get into the strip? And then what? You're just gonna sit on your comfy couch with a roof over your head and food in the fridge and unlimited access to internet and electricity to keep watching while Israelis are killing those innocent lives. The lives that we gather tonight to honor. Last Saturday, I shared with you the Arabic word Pahed that doesn't have an equivalent in English. Allow me to share another word with you tonight. And that's the word Tekla. Tekla is a person who has lost their child. It's the direct inverse of an orphan. Tekla is in Yusuf. Have you heard of Yusuf and his story? I'll tell you his story. Yusuf is a seven years old boy. Should I say was? He was hungry. Hadn't eaten in a while. And he thought he was safe when he asked his mother for some food. And his mom, just like any other mother, doesn't want to see her child starving. So she promises him his favorite dish, a light bandura. That's fried tomatoes. Well, the problem is they didn't have any tomatoes. So she goes, she tells him, you'll stay here, you'll be safe. And I'll try and find some tomatoes. I'll check the neighbors. She closes the door behind her to keep him safe. And she goes in her search for some tomatoes, precious tomatoes, in a strip with this where no food, no medicine, no supplies are allowed. Until she finds some tomatoes, she gratefully takes those tomatoes, and as she was trying to get back home for her child, she hears the bomb, she hears the explosion, and suddenly it was all dust. Her ears were ringing, but she tried and tried to get to the building that was standing just minutes ago. And when she gets there, there was no building, there was no Yusuf, and there was no door. People tell her that survivors were taken to the hospital, to Al-Shifa hospital, where her husband works. So she goes running, and when she gets there, she starts asking people, have you seen him? Have you seen Yusuf? Pretty boy with curly hair, have you seen him? Nobody saw him. And then she finds her husband, weeping in the corridor. It was then that she realized that her Yusuf will never be back in her arms. This is only one story, and I know that thousands others share the same destiny 
and the same fate of Yusuf. And tonight, we are all here to honor them, all of them. And with that, my friends, allow me to invite our first speaker for the night, Sam. Sam is a First Nations person and a fierce advocate for Palestine. Please welcome him. Thank you. Um, forgive me if uh, what I say tonight is a little disjointed. Uh, I only uh, agreed to speak this afternoon because some other speakers uh, pulled out. But as a Wanjirabar and Burgaba person, I will never turn down the chance to state my undying solidarity with Palestine. I will never not stand alongside Palestinians in their fight for freedom and justice and to be free of oppression. I took a little uh, break from getting up on stages because it is, um, you know, even though I do it quite often, it's quite nerve-wracking and I had a friend pass a little while ago. But that grief is, you know, it's the same grief that I'm feeling every day when I'm looking online at the photos of men and women and kids and babies that are being killed by Israel's indiscriminate carpet bombing of Gaza. It's a disgrace. It's disgusting. Israel, as Rima said, has dropped the equivalent in firepower that was dropped on Hiroshima. All, all in retaliation to a few measly homemade rockets that were fired at them. And I'm sure that you've seen the videos of uh, Israel's military technology, not just um, the devastation that their weapons do, but their defense systems, things like the Iron Dome that blow up these homemade rockets in the sky. So I want to say that when we call for a ceasefire, we must be absolutely determined to let people know that we are not talking about equal forces. We are talking, as I said, about people with homemade rockets and kids with stones and adolescents with slingshots versus one of the strongest militaries in the world. A military that is nuclear armed and that is supplied by every Western nation. Australia itself has over 300 military agreements to supply Israel with arms. It's despicable. It's despicable. Not only, they don't only provide this material support, they provide ideological support. People like Peter Dutton, of course, you know, you're not surprised when, when they support genocide. But even our supposed progressive party, the Labour Party, supports Israel. People like Anthony Albanese and Penny Wong. I know that at, at the last few rallies, people have spoken about, you know, their disgust. Um, but, you know, I'm glad that no one is surprised because it's also not only the LNP, but it's also the ALP who has been decimating Aboriginal people and land. So I will never 
ever allow a, a Labour politician to not face accountability for what they have done. Because in the last few weeks you may have also seen Anthony Albanese as a youth speaking at Palestine rallies. I will never, ever allow a Labour member to get on a stage at a rally that I am at and state their solidarity for Palestine because they are liars. If Labour members support Palestine, they would resign. That is a party that cannot be changed from within. That is a party that needs to be forced to publicly acknowledge that they are wrong and that we are right. I want to say one last thing, and that's that, you know, with this is, this is a vigil after all. All the grief that we feel, I don't want you to um, not feel that. I don't want you to stop looking at this screen. I don't want you to stop looking at the accounts that are posting from Gaza or from Palestine, anywhere in Palestine. And I don't want you to stop taking heed of the atrocities that are being committed. Take that sadness and turn it into anger because that's what is needed. We need people out in the streets like this. We need people to come to more of these rallies to get involved with organizing because just like every other apartheid regime, every other racist government that's fallen, it was the people who stood up to those governments that brought them down. So thank you for coming out tonight and thank you, thank you, because this is what it's going to take. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Now allow me to invite Samir. Samir Lakta is a Palestinian, of, is Australian of Palestinian descent. And before I invite him to speak, I just want to offer my condolences to him as he's lost some family members in Gaza. Assalamu alaikum and peace upon all of you. Uh, last Wednesday, <coughs> I spoke at King George Square and Tuesday night, my 25 years old nephew called me from Gaza, from nowhere. I don't know how he managed to get internet and it was a video call for half an hour. And he just wanted to speak. He just wants someone to talk to him because they cannot even find people to talk with here. One of the things he told me, first thing, we lost seven of our family members and they were unarmed, civilian, elderly people. Two elderly cousins died with five kids, unarmed civilians in their homes. The second thing he told me, which I don't think anyone knows, and I, I was speechless when he said, family is there they don't stay together you can't there's no more spaces for people to move from north to south whoever moved, moved already from north and moved to south it's already full there's no space and what's happening now and my brother did the same my sister did the same my nephew did the same with his family first 
they care about their children, females, girls. They try to find the safe place for them first. And then men's came later. Which means your family is divided, divided to two half. My brother and my, his older son, they are in a spot and his wife and his other kids in different spots. And he told me, every family there does that because they believe if one part of them die, the second part will live to continue the journey until their freedom. So they are happy to sacrifice half of their family for the other part of their family to live so they can survive and continue our struggle and fight against occupation. Then my nephew opened his pocket and he showed me a piece of paper with his name, his ID number and his kids' names. He told me, if I die, they will know who I am and they will call my family because no one can find each other. Anthony Albanese and Penny Wong and every single senior in this government supporting Israel, your hands are covered by my family's blood. Everyone, everyone in Australia, everyone support Israel. Everyone says Israel has the right to defend itself. Their hands covered by the blood of my family. You are all Pinyon, Albanese, you are a war criminal. Yes. Your hands covered by my family's blood. And that's not gonna go like that. You will pay for it. Next year, you will pay for it, if not before. You will not stay happy and sleep because there are two that make millions of people can't sleep in Australia, in Palestine, because of what you are doing. The last thing, like yesterday I was talking with friends here in, in, in Brisbane, and he said, unfortunately, unfortunately, Palestinians are unlucky because they are the weak side of this war, of this struggle for their freedom. They don't have power, they don't have money, and blah, 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 blah. I said, hold on. We are lucky. The other side unlucky. The other side unlucky because he's fighting Palestinians. Palestinians been fighting occupation for more than 75 years. We didn't forget, we didn't, we haven't fought, we haven't, we've been fighting for 75 years and we didn't give up. We will not give up and we will keep fighting. We will keep fighting until freedom. We are the lucky people. They are unlucky. They stuck with us 
and it's for their bad luck because we are not giving up. We will not forget. We will not forget. Thank you. Thank you, Samir. And I just want to say something. Yesterday, or the day before actually, um, I'm sure a lot of you have heard about Al Jazeera correspondent who's now um, the Gaza Chief Bureau, Wa'ad al Dahdouh, who's lost his family, his wife, his two children, his sister, and other family members. And he received the news while he was live on air doing his duty. What a terrible time to be human. Shame. I want to echo my, my dear friend Samir's sentiments about my disappointment. My disappointment with the government stand. Until this moment, there has not been a call for ceasefire. And I know, and I know there are Labour members here tonight. And I want to encourage them, all of them, to convey this message to the senior ministers, to the prime minister, to the foreign minister. We demand cease fire. Do not be complicit in genocide. Cease fire now. No less than cease fire. No less than cease fire now. And this should be a stand by the government, a public announcement. Not a Facebook post, not an email. We want it publicly, an announcement, condemnation of Israelis' war crimes. Now, what are you waiting for? You are experts that have announced, have announced there is genocide currently happening. What are you waiting for? Anthony Albanese shaking hands with Biden. Complicit with the war crimes. Biden, who came this morning saying that he does not believe Palestinians. Shame on him! Had he ever been there, living their lives, being in their shoes, what does he know? What does he know in his comfy chairs, in his comfy lives? He's never, never been in their shoes. Aiding and funding war criminals. And our Prime Minister is there shaking hands with them. What a shame! Now, my friends, I'm going to invite our next speaker, Palani Thabath from the Hindu community. Please come forward. Thank you, Sister Rema, who I know for many years as a good friend of mine. My name is Palani Thabath. I wanted to open, there is nothing I hide what I'm going to say, it's from my heart and uh, I am part of the Labour Party, I am proud but I'm also feeling guilty or bad how things can change because of the political dilemma. I am part of the union movement, union always uh, fighting for solidarity and fight with people. I am from India with the Tamil background. I am also a Hindu. India has the largest 
Muslim population in the world. Just wanted to highlight second largest Muslim population in the world in India. I am proud of that. That is the largest democratic country where we have second largest Muslim population in the world. I know, I do agree, there are a lot of problems everywhere. Not because of people wanted to hate each other, because of the structural violence that the force government justify what they do as a government a freedom movement if they are fighting for their own rights it is called as a terrorism it is called as an anti-force how can you justify some people some government some country they think they are the most superior power than anyone else in the world is there anyone here, you are more superior than I am? Am I more superior than you are? We all are equal, we are human, regardless of the religion, regardless of the race, regardless of the political background. I studied peace, I studied non-violence willingly, I also working for the community development sector for many years. I'm 55, 8 years. Since I am probably 50, 10 or 15 years old, I've heard about the Palestine, we call in India, Palestine, Palestine war, Israeli occupation. Can I ask, are we all forgot how Australia is invited by the British force? Are we forgetting the whole thing? If we go back to two weeks ago, referendum was lost because who we are as an Australia, as a nation. People may have a different views. People may have a different opinion. But standing with indigenous people, supporting for their rights, what should not be do now? That is not something happened. This is what, who we are as a world, who we are as Australia, who we are as a nation. I wanted to see, people said, we are industrially revolutionized in the world. Technologically, we are very advanced. Communication-wise, we are very powerful. Computerization is changing the whole world. Come on. We lost the basic understanding of the humanity. Basic understanding of lives of innocent people in the world. Sri Lanka, Tamils were killed by the government across the world. People are attacking every day. Israel, the history of how Israel occupied, how it's taken over, people know. The fight is not a new thing. Everybody know. It's been going on for many, many, many generations. Even I read, I heard, even Mahatma Gandhi opposed Israel's position on Palestine. 
Mutramaninga Pemer, who I have a lot of respect, who was a, after Netaji Subhasindra Bose, who was formed Indian National Army to fight against British rule in India. He was a close friend after Netaji Subhasindra Bose, Mutramaninga Pemer was the head of that. He even strongly opposed Israel position on Palestine. What I really wanted to see, if you look at the religion, race, culture and everything, we need to understand world has many culture, many religion, many views, but we should be united as a one culture, one community. If you treat the whole world as a one kind of people, you will not see Palestinian people are any lower than you are. When we were campaigning the voice referendum, the killing of innocent people every day is coming. It was a very painful to watch what was going on. Painful to hear and even campaign some of us who have supported campaigning on that. How do I, my family, my friend, my brothers are killed. How I'm going to survive in this whole future? I wanted Australian government. Can we wake up? Australian, I am a, I can, as a member of the party, I can say that Australian government should stand up on our own. We are not a slave for America or Britain government. Are we? Are we slave for any force? If you believe in humanity, you will get everything, put it away, come forward, look at the killing of loss of innocent life and family even if i look at that today the weather dropped a lot of people who were feeling cold and how difficulty even cope with that feeling cold think about it the war zone people like a friend they say when they go out they don't know whether they are coming back. Even when I left this morning from my home, my family was wondering where I am today. If I don't go back to my home, for whatever reason, how they would feel? But, but at least I will go even after an hour or two hours or tomorrow. But if somebody will never return to their home, a loved ones, isn't that a sad, the worst feeling ever in our life? I asked the whole world government to united to promote peace, respect each other's value, respect each other's culture, respect each other's religion. Don't go with your racial discrimination power. Don't justify if government kills people is okay. If freedom movement people are doing something, that's not okay. 
if you are able to do the right thing it's time time to fight for justice freedom and also stop the war ceasefire now i pray i pray as a hindu on behalf of my family and myself and the community as a tamil i take this opportunity to pray for a better future for all those people pray for the everyone who lost their life their friends families it's time for us to be united one thing i wanted to say one last thing some superior power some race they think they are most highly populated people in the world it is not true other race other culture other religions are more numbers in total if you think about twice you will stop everything work for peace think about people you love and help each other that is the only way forward let us work together promote peace thank you thank you palani and i just want to pick on um, one point that you talked about about superiority i'll tell you something as palestinians we are no strangers to people making us feel as inferiors and here i think the role of language is very important so i'll just read something out for you all language is used to dehumanize Long before Israel's defense minister described the Palestinians as human beasts, other leaders called us germs and crazed cockroaches. At best, we are terrorists motivated by fanatical hatred. The fact that lies about decapitated babies skipped so lightly from a known extremist settler to the lips of the president of the US reveals a colonial world view that has been resurrected with terrifying ease actually it just never went away i'm going to invite our next speaker now liz strakos from the jewish community liz please come forward Thank you very much. Unlike other speakers, I've written this down um, because it's hard to say, and I want to be careful. Um, so first, I'd like to acknowledge the sovereign owners of this land, the Yagara and Kurubu people, and to also acknowledge that the genocide, the violence, the harm that's ongoing here is deeply connected to the violence, the genocide, and the harm that is going on in Palestine. And in this moment, we've witnessed global solidarity amongst settler nations and amongst white supremacist um, Western institutions. Oh, sorry, is that there? Um, and we see the, the danger of the violence, the harm of settler colonialism. So my name is Elizabeth Strakosh. I am an academic. I'm a member of the Institute for Collaborative Race Research, but I'm not here in any of those capacities today. I'm here as a Jewish person. Um, and at this vigil, when we had different members, looking for different members of different faiths to come and say prayers, there is no rabbi to come 
and say Kaddish for the dead of Palestine. Right? There are no Jewish organizations here tonight. Um, there's only me. Right? I'm not a very good Jew. I'm a secular Jew. I was raised in a secular way. Um, I'm not here representing any Jewish organizations. And this, I suppose, is the problem we're facing. That um, Jewishness and Jewish people have been brought into a violent political relationship. And from that position, um, I believe there's only one ethical position for Jewish people to take, and that is to acknowledge the reality of the genocide that is occurring um, and to stand against it. So, so there are kind of, you deserve so much better Palestinian people than, than me. You deserve to have the Jewish community here. Um, but I owe it, I believe I owe it to you to show up um, in all of the kind of complexity of my position and the guilt and the grief um, and the anger that I feel as a Jewish person. Um, so the first thing that I feel is really deeply honored to be asked here today to grieve with you, um, to cry with you for your children, for the older, for your grandparents, for your families, for the whole family lines that have been wiped out in Palestine. And uh, this cracks open a very deep wound in me as well and in my family. My father is a Holocaust, my father's family are Holocaust survivors. My grandfather lost his first family. The Strakoshes went down pretty bad actually, there's not many of us left. I went to a synagogue in Prague that's now empty and the Strakoshes took up half a wall. But how did we get here now? I'm honored to be here, but I'm also guilty. Okay. Yeah. I'm ashamed because in 75 years, we've come from experiencing a genocide, right? Knowing what it means to becoming implicated in the perpetration of one. And the fact that Jewish people have experienced a genocide doesn't justify any of this. It doesn't make it better because we know what's at stake, right? We have, we're making choices. So, I think the thing that I feel most upset about in this moment as a Jewish person, obviously the, I feel deep grief and devastation, but is the way that the pain of my family and the experience of my family have become weaponized and polluted as it gets used to justify a whole, another genocide, right? <laughs> that it, in which so many of our community um, are supportive and complicit. And it becomes clear that the claim of never again means never again for Jewish people and never again for white people. Right? Um, and yeah. So I suppose I've been thinking this through for a long time. I'm quite isolated in my position, although there are anti-Zionist Jews, or Jewish organizations around the world and in Melbourne and Sydney particularly. It's quite a small community here though. Um, that the thing that I think is most important when we 
think about the way that anti-Semitism is being weaponized in this moment to uh, justify a genocide and to shut down opposition to it is the fact that anti-Semitism is a product of white supremacy. It is white supremacy that killed Jews in the Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is the enemy, right? But there is no safety in joining white supremacy in order to try to protect yourself, which I think is a deal that's being made by many Jewish people. There is no safety in stealing someone else's land to try to create a fortress for yourself. The only safe world is a world where white supremacy has ended. And the hardest thing, I think, for Jewish people in the mo this moment is that it's making it harder to oppose actual anti-Semitism, which is real, right? There are neo-Nazis on the street. But it's become so messy and so tangled up because most of those people support Israel. Like, the, the cry of anti-Semitism has become so politicized. It's become projected onto Palestinian people, onto black and brown people, who are not the origins of anti-Semitism, right? This is a white problem. So, I suppose in the end, um, what I want to say, I can't say a prayer for anyone, um, uh, not being a religious Jew, but I was raised with this saying, Zedek, Zedek, Turdok, justice, justice, you shall pursue, even at any cost to yourself. That was what I was told the Jewish tradition was about. It was about intellectual honesty, and it was about justice. So in this moment, I believe that it is up to Jewish people to make their choices, right? And the only ethical choice in this moment is to stand in solidarity with Palestine. And the very last thing, which is what you all know, is that it's not going to win. Israel is not going to win. Like, overwhelming, illegitimate state violence cannot destroy a people. You know that. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here know that. Palestinians know that. They will survive, they'll endure, and they will be free. Palestine will be free and we'll all be held accountable for our choices in this moment. Thank you. Liz, thank you very much. As the great Palestinian thinker Edward Said once said, we cannot cross unless we carry each other. I will... I will invite our next speaker now, Imam Muhammad Al-Azhari. Please come forward. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. I'd like to start off by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the lands, 
the Turugu people, the Yagara people, elders past, present, and emerging, the immense civilization, the culture, and the resilience of the First Nations people. My dear respected brothers and sisters, people of Brisbane, today we are here to remember the blessed memory of the victims that you see, the victims of this war, to remember the sacred virtue of life and humanity of all life, that all life is sacred, faith or no faith. And we would like to offer a moment of silence where we think about those who have been killed, massacred during this unfortunate conflict. It is a sad situation in today's world as the world looks on. In Palestine, a church is not safe. A mosque is not safe. A hospital is not safe. A school is not safe. A UN peacekeeping facility is not safe. A bakery is not safe. A child is not safe. The elderly are not safe. A pregnant woman is not safe. Palestinian doctors and medics are not safe. Journalists are not safe. Humanitarian aid workers are not safe. We are all here today calling for an immediate ceasefire. Stop the bombing. This is not a war. This is collective punishment, war crimes, crimes against humanity, and the world is watching a genocide happen in front of us. For those who want to know what free Palestine means to us, it means the liberation. It is very simple, very simple. The liberation of the Palestinian people who are dispossessed, who don't have a state, who have suffered decades of occupation, who live under apartheid situation, and free Palestine means freedom, dignity, justice for those people who do not have it. It is a cry for justice, self-determination, and national liberation for the Palestinian people. But what we see in today's world After 1948, after 1967, what we see are the refugees 
becoming refugees over and over and over again. Despite this, our Palestinian brothers and sisters, colleagues of mine that I studied with, where I have gone to refugee camps in Syria, they are the most resilient people. Although they do not have material possessions, they have something much more valuable. They have belief. They have hope that one day freedom will come. It can be hard, it can be difficult and depressing to see what is going on. But my dear respected brothers and people, sisters and people of Brisbane, this vigil that we're doing here is very impactful. It changes the lives, the thoughts, the minds and hearts and the Palestinian peoples, they should be in our hearts because this is what our Prophet says. Man ra'a minkum munkaran fal yugayyirhu biyadihi wa illam yastati' fa bilisanihi wa illam yastati' fa biqalbihi wa thalika adhafun iman that whoever sees something wrong, they should change it with their hand. Change it with your hand and if you cannot Change it with your tongue, with your voice. Raise your voice and try to impact. And if you cannot do that, feel it in your heart. And that is the lowest of faith. We will not lose hope. We will not get tired. We must act. We must believe. We must write to our local members to stop the siege, stop the massacre, and for the UN resolution of the Palestinian people for the return, the right to return home. And before me, would like to acknowledge Sam, Samir, my brother, my brothers, and my sister, Elizabeth. We are all together. Jewish, Muslim, Hindu, Christian, faith, no faith. We are brothers and sisters in humanity. Sister Elizabeth would know this already, but we do not hate Jews. Muslims do not hate Jews. You are our sister, and you are not alone. And we will return here together to remind the world and the people in our city here in Brisbane that we don't agree to this genocide 
and we stand with the people of Palestine. Let us all pray for liberty, for freedom, and for this war to end. Amin, amin, ya Rabbil Alameen. Thank you, Imam Muhammad. As you all know, what's happening in Palestine is not a religious conflict, as some media corporations try and convince people. It's not a religious conflict at all. It's the oppressed against the oppressor. It's the occupied against the occupier. So tonight, as it's a vigil for Palestine, we've invited people from different faiths. And now I'll invite Terry from St. Mary's in Exile. Please welcome Terry. Thanks, Rima. It is an honour for me to represent the Christian community tonight and to recognise all my brothers and sisters from other faiths who have spoken so powerfully tonight. The Samaritan and Exile community stands with the people of Palestine. 75 years of oppression and subjugation. We condemn the killings of civilians in Israel and in Gaza, for no civilian should be the target of the violence of war. We stand with the most oppressed in this conflict, the people of Palestine. For like the First Nations people of this land, they have been dispossessed by a brutal colonising power backed by money and influence. As I walked down here tonight, I walked past the Roma Street Memorial for those massacres that took place in this country. Fiona Foley's witnessing to the silence and it lists the 94 sites of indigenous massacres here in Queensland. And I remember the many times we've walked these streets in our standing up for Palestine and listing all the villages that were destroyed in the Nakbar 75 years ago. And they were destroyed and completely erased, which is what happened here in Queensland. We believe for there to be peace, there must be justice. There must be an end to the state of Israel's illegal occupation of the Palestinian territories. And to achieve peace, the Australian and global community must work together to bring to an end the occupation of the Palestinian territories, including the removal of Israeli settlers and security forces from all Palestinian territories occupied since 1967, including the land and sea blockade of Gaza. From the river to the sea, Palestine must be free. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. 
free, free Palestine. Thank you, Terry. So before I invite our next speaker, I just want to read out a poem by Hiba Abunada. Hiba Abunada was a brilliant wordsmith who was killed at the age of 32. Will forever be remembered for her profound contributions to literature. Tragically, she was claimed by the violence that has played Khan Yunus in Gaza. This was her last poem before she was killed. We find ourselves in an indescribable state of bliss amidst the chaos. Amidst the ruins, a new city emerges, a testament to our resilience. Cries of pain echo through the air, mingling with the blood-stained garments of doctors. Teachers, despite their grievances, embrace their little pupils, while families display unwavering strength in the face of adversity. We are now in seventh heaven. A new city is being built there. Screaming patients and doctors with bloody clothes Teachers who aren't angry with kids. Families who aren't sad and hurt. Reporters capturing the heavens on camera. The poets who sing of immortal love are all from Gaza. All of them form a new Gaza in heaven. Gaza without sanctions. Now, I will invite our next speaker, Hidayah, who is also going to read a poem for us. Hi everyone, my name is Hidayah. I'm from Felkilia in the West Bank and I'll be performing a poem tonight. In the land where the olive trees sway, I'm here to speak the truth, here's what I gotta say. Palestine's my home, it's where my heart will stay. Through the struggles and the strife, we'll find our way. In the heart of the struggle, where stories unfold, generations of resilience, brave and bold. Underneath the stars, our history's told, from the ancient past to the future untold. Jerusalem, a city with a tale so deep, with, where different faiths and cultures meet. In the shadow of the walls where many secrets seep, we fight for peace and justice in our hearts. It's a promise we keep. Australia, you acknowledge the traditional law, but the Palestinian struggle, it's a parallel score. Colonialism's legacy, it's a wound that is sore. Support for Israel's actions, it's a stance to deplore. In this global landscape with justice will cope from the stories of oppression to a shared hope. For the indigenous in Australia, for Palestinian scope in the quest for justice, together we'll cope. Let's break down the walls, let truth be the scope. Colonial legacies, it's a weight that will unrope. 
For justice and peace, a universal trope, in solidarity and truth, let's find our hope. Australia, it's time to reflect and amend for Indigenous rights, a path to transcend. The same goes for Palestine, a message to send in a world that needs justice, let our voices ascend. In the face of adversity, we still stand tall. Voices of the voiceless hear our call. For the right to return and justice for all, we're breaking the chains, it's our mission, our call. Australian and Palestinian land, it's a similar plight. Indigenous dreams robbed of their light. Media spin, it's a complex fight. Let me tell you the truth tonight. The mainstream news, it can blind the eye. Brainwash the masses, oh what a lie. Citizens deceived, but it's time to pry. Open up your hearts, let the truth fly. Look past the headlines, dig deep inside. Injustice and oppression, we can't let it slide. For truth, justice and liberty will ride together as one with courage as our guide. Australians, it's time to take a stand. In this indigenous land, let the truth expand. Political parties protect their own brand, but let's be the voices for justice we demand. Through the struggles and the pain, we find our grace in the land of falafel hummus and open space. With every verse, we embrace our place in the heart of Palestine, our home, our base. From the sea to the desert, from north to south, we're united by our dreams from heart to mouth. In the songs and stories, there's no room for doubt. In the quest for justice, we'll always stand out. So let the world hear our Palestinian sound as we rise above breaking new ground. With every verse, we're unifying the mound for a free Palestine, we're forever bound. From the river to the sea, we'll never relent. In unity and hope, our message is sent. Palestine's our home, our heart's true intent. In the face of injustice, our spirit's unspent. We've seen hardship, we've seen tears fall. But our resilience stands tall. We stand proud, after all. With every rhyme, we break down the wall. For a free Palestine, we'll give our all. Ladies and gentlemen, today we gather for a shared purpose, the call for a free Palestine. Remember that our mission doesn't end with our words. This is a call to action. Let our verses ignite change and let our voices be heard far and wide. Together we can make a difference. Thank you. Thank you, Hidaya. Beautiful words. Now, please uh, welcome Maud, who is going to read out a poem who had written 25 years ago, but still is relevant, more relevant than ever. Thank you. My name is Mohammed. I'm Lebanese of um, ethnicity, born in West Africa, Senegal. I've had the privilege to come to this beautiful country at the age of 10. And today I can honestly say I'm proud to be Australian. Um, I was debating whether or not to sing the poem tonight because I had so much to say about what's going on, just like all of you, I'm pretty sure. And my family insisted that I do it, so I'd like to share it with you. I was born in a land 
Where once upon a time there was peace and harmony. But in 1948 came a trip and took me away from my family. And I remember the day where I would run around and play. But now in my own land, I can no longer stay. Where is justice? Where is the eyes of the world? Oh, Palestine, I am yours and you mine. Now they will never achieve. Palestine, I will never leave. And I don't know in what day you believe In Palestine, why should I leave? And torture me, kill me But you will never take her away from me and Yes, I swear I'd fight, I'd bleed, I'd die But you will never take Palestine It's my home, it's my land, it's the place where I was born Palestine, I am yours and you are mine. Mm -hmm. na, 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 na. Years after years, peaceful tears. When will there be just a day full of love and harmony? When will there ever be just a single day, just a single day full of love, full of joy, full of harmony? And throwing stones at you is not the only thing that I can do. I can feel, I can cry, I can love and I can embrace. But for freedom I would do anything and just about anything. Torture me kill me, but you will never take her away from me. Yes, I swear I'd fight, I'd bleed, I'd die, but you will never take Palestine. It's my home, it's my land, it's the place where I was born. Palestine, I am yours and you. And say, wouldn't it be fair if we had all the weaponry they have? 
Maybe then we wouldn't need to fight the way we do. So since we don't, so for me it's destiny. On my back, yes I know I mightn't be coming back. I'm sorry mom, it's time to go. So say goodbye, hold your tears, and do your best not to cry. Cause I won't run, I won't hide, and I will fight till the very end. For you and Palestine, for you, for you and Palestine. Thank you. Uh, just before I lose the mic, I just want to share something with you quickly. And it's about the, um, the power of kindness. Kindness, of which I see in all of you today, and that's what brings us here today. Kindness is so powerful that when someone goes to do an act of kindness towards another, the receiving person feels joy, happiness, knowledge, but equally does the giver. That energy is ricocheting back. And anyone who observes this act of kindness equally is moved. Likewise now when you flip it the other way, when we see injustice, when we see it, we oppose it. And that's why Israel, the government of Israel, has to fabricate lies in order to justify the atrocity that they're doing. Because if it was true, no one would buy it. Like you see today, we have members of Jewish community, Christian community. Jerusalem has ancient synagogues, churches, and mosques, all within eye distance from one another. So centuries, if not millenniums, have been standing there. There's never been what we hear about today. It's because we can coexist. Uh, there's so much more to say. But um, I know you guys have been standing here today. I've taken long enough. I thank you all. Thank you, Muhammad, and thank you all. I know we've been standing for more than one hour now. I'll just invite Ola, who is going to um, talk to us about the next rally, and then we'll wrap things up with Phil. Ola. I do a chant. Free, free Palestine. 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 Free, free Woo! Um, so I think it's really important for people like us to continue to come out and protest uh, for Palestine because I think. It is no exaggeration to say that the Australian government actually has blood on its hands. We just found out that Australia has exported weapons to Israel 322 times. What a shame. So this is not just some political backing, ideological backing. 
this is actually providing the very weapons that will kill Palestinians. So when we say that Albanese has blood on his hands, when we say that Penny Wong has blood on her hands, when we say the entire Labour Party on, have blood on their hands, this it's real and it's no exaggeration. So shame on them. So there's no money for housing, for healthcare, but for bombs to rain on Palestinian people. And, you know, they might try to lie and say this is just about whatever defence, but we know that these are to kill Palestinians. Israel, just overnight, has been putting and pushing tanks into Gaza. And it's not just Gaza. The West Bank has been seeing an escalation of aggression. They've killed more and more people and actually have dub doubled the prison population since October 7th. So shame. shame. And the Israeli government right now is debating what a law. They're introducing a new law where they just want to fire on protesters. So fire on anyone who wants to throw a rock. That is what the government wants to push through. Yeah, shame on them. And so there's no way, there's no right way for Palestinians to fight for their rights. They can't throw rocks. They can't stand there. They can't even demand, you know, the right to their land. Because Israel thinks that no Palestinian has a right to exist. What a shame and a disgrace. And what makes it even more shameful and more disgraceful is that Australia, Albanese, Biden, they all know what's happening. No one is forcing their hands. They know that the genocide is happening and they want to continue to support it. So shame. Shame! And I think it's absolutely disgraceful to refute the lie that there's over 7,000 people have died. They refute the lie and we see their faces, we know their names, we know their stories. These people are victims of Israel's violent genocide against um, you know, the people of Gaza. And what do we have from the leaders of the West, the supposedly the leaders of the free world? Oh, it didn't happen. These people are not, did, never existed. What a shame and a disgrace, because not only are you denying this, you're just saying that these people don't even deserve to be acknowledged as victims of the genocide. Shame. And so we know that Anthony Albanese is no friend of the Palestinian people and that the Labour Party has absolutely um, abandoned every single Palestinian and have just backed the United States because all they care about is imperialism. All they care about is backing the world superpower. They want to keep the Middle East under their thumb and they see that the Palestinians are an obstacle to that. And if that means they have to kill every single Palestinian or support Israel as they do that, then they're very happy to go along with it. What a shame and disgrace and a terrible state of affairs. So that's why we have to keep coming out and protesting. Because Israeli settlers in the West Bank are distributing leaflets that are saying they want to commit a second Nakba. So 1948 was not enough and they want to continue to drive out Palestinians from Gaza and from the West Bank. They want to say that Israel is only for, is for Israelis. What a shame and a disgrace. But we will oppose this. We stand against the second Nakba and we stand with Palestinians who are asserting their rights to continue to stay in Gaza and fight against this occupation. Land back. So, no matter what is said in the White House, no matter what is said in Parliament, no matter what is said at the fancy dinners that are taking place right now between Biden and Albanese, no matter what the disgusting Israeli Knesset said, says about Palestinians. Our voices need to be louder. Our support for Palestine needs to be louder. And our stance with Palestine should never ever waver because we will continue to fight 
until there is a free Palestine, until every single Palestinian is liberated, and until the siege ends and that Palestinian refugees are allowed to have their land back. So that means we need to come out and keep protesting. So on Sunday, November 5th, there will be another protest because the people of Brisbane have shown that they stand with Palestine, that they stand against uh, genocide and stand against the occupation. But our government is not listening, so it's up to us to keep coming out and protesting. So Sunday, November 5th, at 3 p.m. in Queen's Gardens is where every single person who supports Palestine should be coming out and protesting. And I just wanted to say as well, we want to let people know about this protest. So we want to put up as many posters as possible. So if you want to help organize the next protest, help us tell every single person in Brisbane where to be and what to do to build this protest as big as possible. Come and talk to me or to anyone in Justice for Palestine Brisbane or Brisbane Stands with Palestine to help us organize so that, uh, yeah, I really want to see Brisbane painted in the colors of the Palestinian flag because we should be standing with Palestine and that's what Brisbane should look like. So I'll end with a chant again. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Woo! Thank you, Ola. And now it's time to wrap things up. Phil's going to talk us through what's going to happen now. So please welcome Phil. Thank you. Thank you for coming out tonight. It turned into a sort of oddly cold evening. Uh, and what I'm going to ask you to do is probably not super compatible with that, but um, I think I was just reflecting on what we're about to do, what I'm going to propose that we do. And we had about 5,000 people down there in King George Square. And I'd like us to think for a moment what the world would be if those 5,000 people suddenly were no more. Because the reality is we're now up to a figure of seven, quite possibly close to 10 now with those people that are also lost and buried. We're talking about killing that's on an industrial scale. Sometime last week they killed 700 people in a single night. Um, there's probably not even 700 people here. But just imagine that moment. So um, to wrap this up tonight, as I said, thanks for coming. I spoke earlier about the events that are coming up. The public meeting on Wednesday. The protest or the gathering at the Free Palestine Stall, at the West End Markets at 9 o'clock tomorrow, and as Ula said, the rally coming up on the 5th of November. But um, Samir um, went out today and he bought just about every chalk box that he could find. And what we'd like to propose that we do for the final part of this evening is that in front of this screen, I'd like to invite everyone to uh, it's an old school die-in. I'd like everyone to find somewhere and lay themselves on the ground. We're going to leave a little bit of a message with our chalk. We also have some spray chalk. It's still chalk, but it comes out of a can. So don't worry if that comes around with you as well. Uh, we have the right to the street. 
but we're not going to use it tonight. So feel free to spread out in any way you like in this area. And uh, we'll record that as an image and we'll record that on the ground as people come round and trace, um, trace people's bodies, signifying, signifying uh, at least for this moment, some sort of memory of all the people that we've lost. So I know it's a little bit cold, I know it's a little bit awkward, but if we could start working on organising that, if I could encourage people over here to move down, start leading the way, spreading yourselves out in front of the screen. Some other people that perhaps don't want to do that, uh, maybe for the visual of this, if you want to hold flags or placards or anything on either side of that screen. I know Alex is here with his camera somewhere. I'm hoping that he will get uh, an image that records this effectively. And if other people who don't want to lie down want to get some chalk. But for this to work, unfortunately, we need to do it en masse. I talked about numbers. And it's hard to fathom those numbers, so I know it's all good for everyone to find a space for this. But I encourage you to join us. As I said, we can spread out as far as you wait. So if you don't want to walk down this way, just yep. pop yourself down on the ground where you are. And we, as Sam said, we can go out on the road. Uh, the police have been notified of that, so there's no issue there. They're prepared to close that section of the road for us while we do this. So we need some of those people at the back there to move out onto the street. As I said, we've made the arrangement with the police for this. They've closed the road now for us to do that. There's plenty of space here for us to spread out in front of this screen. Claim the street, please. Um, I'm a person that think, thinks that things need to stop. And to make things stop, we have to get in the way of things. And for this little moment tonight, we're gonna close off that little bit of the street. Okay, now, just one final thing. If you're not going to lie down, and I can see people are taking some photos, which is great. If you're not going to get down on the ground, can I just ask you to move to the edges of the shot, or edges of the action, or find yourself a place on the ground where you are. And if you don't want to lie down, as I said, there's plenty of placards. You can line up over here in front of the screen or on either side of the screen. We call tonight as a moment of reflection about the lives lost. And as I said, we need to think of the scale of this, because the scale of this involves us in this moment making lots of decisions about how we act. There are probably 500 people here. Multiply that by 10, multiply that by 20 and you have an understanding of the scale of what is occurring and hopefully those messages in chalk will be left for people to walk past and wonder. Okay, uh, we're going to get you out of here very quickly. We just need one moment. So I need anyone who is not lying on the ground we need to freeze this for a moment. So if you're in a standing position, you need to move somewhere less obscure, uh, somewhere more obscure. And if you give us a minute, uh, we will take some quick photos to record this as successfully as possible and get a series of photos. But I really need people to um, just sort of settle themselves down 
Um, and so we get those images. People in the middle here, my school teacher voice coming out of here. People in the middle here, you're excellent. You've done a very good job. Free, free Palestine! Free, free Palestine! Free, free Palestine! Okay, we're going to have to have, uh, and I urge people to come to the public meeting. You'll notice the absence here of television cameras. We're going to have to have some discussions about the mainstream media. But in the period, until we, uh, I'd like to encourage you to join us on the Justice for Palestine Facebook page and Instagram page because right now we need to build as much media of our own as we can. When you find these images, share them. Share images of this and other protests as much as you can. Share it with people that need to know, people that do know. Just share it widely. Because as I said, we have a big struggle ahead in terms of the mainstream media. But we need to uh, build, what, in what capacity we can, a way of reaching out. So, if Rima's still here to finish this off, uh, I'll quickly say thank you for indulging me in that moment. Um, for some of us, this was an important event to reflect on life and life loss. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. And thank you everyone for coming tonight to honour those lives that have been killed by the Israeli forces, supported by the US, Australia, UK and other Western countries. Thank you all for being here in solidarity with Palestine. We need to see you all on the 5th of, 5th of November, 3 o'clock, Queen's Garden. We need to see you. Bring a friend. We'll see you there. We'll chant again. Free, free Palestine! 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 End the siege! End the siege! End the siege of Gaza! End the siege! End the siege! End the siege of Gaza! End the siege! End the siege! End the siege of Gaza! End the siege! End the siege! End the siege of Gaza! Free, free Palestine! 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 And until Palestine is free. We will all come in solidarity with the Palestinian people. Thank you all for coming tonight. Have a good night. We'll see you on the 5th of November.